Finances and, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. Together, we will create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits, then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. You can also purchase my new workbook, Finances and Your Spending Planner Workbook, at lulu.com or at Shopify in the show notes below. There's a direct correlation between one's health and their finances. Poor health can lead to significant financial burdens, including medical bills, missed work days, and decreased productivity. Serious illnesses and chronic conditions can require costly treatments, medications, and surgeries that can quickly deplete savings accounts and plunge individuals into debt. Additionally, the loss of income from missed work days or the inability to work altogether can be financially devastating. Poor health can also lead to increased insurance premiums, reduced employment opportunities, further exasperating your own financial strain. In contrast, maintaining good health can lead to reduced medical expenses, increased productivity, and higher earning potential, ultimately benefiting your financial well-being. It's not surprising that being in poor health has costs associated with it. Mental health concerns, depression and anxiety, they all cost over $1 trillion in lost productivity. Research done by the National Bureau of Economic Research found that men with a high school degree earn 37% more than their unhealthy counterparts. This carries into retirement. 65-year-olds' median wealth is 65% larger than their unhealthy peers. This comes out to over $1,500 per year over a lifetime of work. This starts to include out-of-pocket medical spending and loss of labor earnings. Obesity or overweight people have incremental lifetime costs. Those who are in their 20s and overweight had a lifetime cost of $28,000, while someone at the same age but overweight added a $10,000 cost. Those age 50 and over who are overweight add $36,000 to their costs, and being overweight is $16,000 over a lifetime. These costs include loss of productivity and medical care costs. The sad truth is that unhealthy food costs less. Fast food deals, cheap beer, snack foods and sodas won't cost you much to buy. There are some unhealthy choices that do cost a lot as well. Cigarettes and alcohol can drain your account and cost you in medical expenses. Drinking at a bar can cost you a minimum of $10 and up, and if you have four of those a week, after a month you've spent $160, while a pack of cigarettes costs somewhere between $5 and $10, and over a month with only one pack, that habit is $40, while a pack a day costs over $3,000 a month. Health insurance, too, costs more the higher your BMI, or body mass index, Combine that with smoking, and your health premiums can be 35 to 50% more than those non-smoking, normal BMI individuals. You can find BMI calculators, but 18.5 falls into the underweight category. Normal is between 18.5 and 24.9, where overweight is considered 25 to 29.9, and obese, over 30. Medications will cost you a lot over time as well but so will the stress of those bills causing sleeplessness, migraines, and anxiety in general. In fact, high health costs can lead to a poor credit history and even bankruptcy. 
Mix that with trying to save enough money to retire. Medical problems were associated with 66% of the cases of bankruptcy, while health care costs have risen 50% since 2020. It's not a surprise that those who get sick more often earn less, work less, and live shorter lives. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention states that chronic diseases are the leading cause of illness, disability, and death in the U.S., and that they're the cause of $4.1 trillion in annual health care costs. However, interventions are worthwhile in terms of living longer and having a better quality of life. Breast cancer is the second leading cause of death and has the highest cost of any cancers, with 14% of all cancer costs. Medical services for breast cancer was $26 billion in 2020 and $35 billion for prescription drugs associated with it. Screening for breast cancer reduces the chance of death and decreases later stage diagnosis by detecting it sooner and reducing health care costs. Colorectal cancers affect both men and women and are the second highest treatment costs of any cancer at 12%. The cost is $23.7 billion and $600 million in prescription costs for a total of $24.3 billion in 2020. High blood pressure affects so many Americans that I'll mention it here. The CDC only has 2014 and 2016 numbers in U.S. dollars, but that was $79 billion for all medical costs. But the biggest cost is that one in three Americans will develop diabetes in their life. More than 37 million people, about 11% of our population, has diabetes. 96 million adults have a pre-diabetic condition where their blood sugar levels are higher than normal, but not high enough to be diagnosed as diabetes yet. The newer data was from 2017, but the total annual costs was $327 billion a year spent on diabetes. Sadly, those who live unhealthy lifestyles die sooner. Maybe you don't want to live to be 100, but what will the quality of your life be after 65 if you're not trying to live a healthy lifestyle? The World Health Organization published its findings on physical activity, and they set out 20 recreational-included programs and opportunities for physical activity in childcare, schools, primary health care, and at work. They encourage public open spaces, walking, and cycling infrastructures. They estimate that the preventable, non-communicable disease will reach nearly $27 billion annually between 2020 and 2030. This includes heart disease, obesity, and diabetes. Clearly, being healthy has associated costs as well. Joining a gym can be $10 a month to $160 a month or more. The $10 gym has weights, machines, and classes that you can take advantage of. And you, of course, can buy equipment new or used for your home. But gyms do offer a structure and motivation that many need. Exercising around others has been shown to improve your exercise adherence, along with accountability to friends, trainers, or peers. Many find that working out at home means that you can do it anytime and don't always get around to do it. But if working out in the privacy of your own home is what will motivate you, and you'll do it regularly, then do that. Moving will improve your health and weight in a myriad of ways. So how can you prioritize your health? There are things you can start with that are free. Walking. Although it's free, I'm going to emphasize that getting good shoes are very important if your feet are hurting. It builds endurance, strength, your heart, and improves your mood. Walking outdoors also has the benefit of relieving the symptoms of depression. Running can really up the level of cardio in only 10 minutes, significantly reducing heart disease. You don't need to lift weights to get the benefit of them. Using your own body weight is a great exercise. Planks, 
push-ups, squats, and burpees are all extremely challenging. They can elevate your heart rate and stabilize your muscles to reduce the risk of injury. Weightlifting will show your strength sooner, but using the body weight exercises will improve flexibility and protect you from injury. There are countless videos available for free on YouTube. You can find yoga, Pilates, and other full-body workouts. They offer so many choices of intensity and variety. Or consider joining an adult league to get outside and play with others. You can spend a bit of money and get subscriptions to workouts. You can also stream online classes through Netflix or Prime Video if you subscribe already. You can buy new or get used gear at reasonable prices. Simple dumbbells, resistance bands, jump ropes, kettlebells, and yoga mats can be gotten or even borrowed from friends. I was able to borrow from a friend some videos for a while before I decided if these workouts were for me. Play it against sports, garage sales, and consignment shops are a great start for finding videos or equipment as you begin. You should also check with your HR department to see if they offer discounts or reimbursements for clubs. My employer sponsors healthcare awareness events to create some good-natured competition and award prizes. Unfortunately, health inequalities can be found across race, gender, age, location, and disability status. These include conditions ranging from hypertension, asthma, diabetes, cancer, mental health, and heart disease. According to Using Economic Evaluations to Hasten Healthy Equity, unnecessary healthcare spending due to structural inequalities and biases is well documented. Research has shown that healthcare tends to be higher among certain populations due to delayed care, access challenges, misdiagnoses, and limited access to the latest scientific advances, as well as proper preventative services. Johnson & Johnson invested in comprehensive, strategically designed programs for their employees' social, mental, and physical health. These programs have cumulatively saved the company $250 million on health care costs over 10 years, earning them a return of $2.71 for each dollar they spent on the program. Not only do employees benefit, but the company does as well. Employees are healthier and cost employers less money in health plans as they age. One company found that within six years, lost work days declined by 80% and modified duty days by 64%. This saved $1.5 million, and they saw a decrease of 50% in their workers' comp insurance premiums. Let's face it, being sick sucks but so does suffering financially because of your illness. U.S. News Reports says one in five privately insured American adults are hospitalized for a traumatic injury and end up with bills that they cannot pay. Medical debt is $88 million. This is what's unpaid in medical bills. Consider seriously how you want to spend your money on healthy endeavors or paying a bill when you get sick. This is Kathy Pfefferhahn. Thanks for listening to Finances and Your Health. I know you chose to listen, and I am grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. I'd also love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find me more easily. 
Also, let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You can purchase my book, Finances and Your Financial Planner Workbook at lulu.com or in the show notes below. You can contact Capital Coaching for your professional financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. And you can also contact Capital Coaching for your financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Remember, I went to school so you don't have to. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation.